Hello, and welcome to The Lucy Lou Show, the fueling station for your mind, business, and life. And now, here's your host, Lucy Lou. Hello, hello, beautiful souls. Welcome back to another episode. I'm so excited that you're here. Today, I invited my guest, Kaylin Priest. She is the CEO of Poppy Seed Play, a modern wooden baby gym company that is a top 1% FC seller. And in the process of growing her own product business to multiple six figures, Kaylin has discovered her true passion and now is an Etsy business coach who helps women step into their role of their CEO for their own Etsy businesses. Welcome to the show, Kaylin. Thank you so much for having me, Lucy. Yay. So how long have you been on Etsy? It will be four years this September. And tell us about your journey on Etsy. How did you get started? I think my my journey on Etsy has been similar to a lot of people where I put a product on Etsy just thinking to myself, let's just see what happens with this. And the first product that I ever listed was a wooden baby gym. It's the product that we still sell to this day. And so after two years of spending all of our nights and weekends in the garage making wooden baby gyms by hand with me and my husband in our garage, we finally found a manufacturer for all of our products. And so that's really allowed us to grow the business into something more than just, you know, some of us start out our little businesses and we say, it's just a hobby or it's just a side hustle, but it really did begin that way for me. And it's, it took me a little bit of time to like own my desire to really make a full fledged business out of this, but eventually it did. And we now have our own website in addition to our Etsy shop, but Etsy still pulls in about 65% of our total revenue. It's still such a heavy hitter hitter for us. And we also just launched some products on Babylist, Masonette. We'll go live with West Elm at the end of the month. We're in talks with Nordstrom. So it's kind of crazy to see where, you know, a quote, quote unquote, small business has become something significant and it provides a full-time income for my family. And it's just been a huge blessing for myself and my family. That's awesome. What an incredible story. When you started, did you had any idea how big this can go? You know, I think deep, deep, deep down in my heart, I think I had a hope that it would go somewhere, but I didn't really think, I didn't really start the business with the intention of like making this a million dollar business. And I think that some people start their businesses the same way. And maybe some of us are still kind of trying to test out different products to see like, is this the million dollar product? Is this the thing that's going to stick? I just happened to be lucky enough to find a product to sell that was in enough demand that it took off pretty quickly. So some of us might still be in that kind of, you know, product validation stage, trying to figure out what that product is. But yeah, that's a hard question. I don't think that I really set out intending to do that, but I think I had a hope that it would turn into that at some point. So what do you love about Etsy? Why is it the go-to platform for you? For me, and I love telling people this because so many of us have this thought in our head that Etsy is just for small potatoes businesses. It's just for hobbyists or for people handmaking products. But the magic thing about Etsy is that you could list a product on Etsy or you could list a product on your own website like Shopify, for example. I love Shopify. But if you were to list a product on Shopify today, you would have to do 
all kinds of things to get people to see that product. You'd have to do search engine optimization. You probably have to do a little bit of Instagram marketing or Facebook ad marketing or email marketing or some kind of something to push people to your website. The magic with Etsy is that people can find your product just by typing a few keywords into the search bar and you can pop up and, you know, there's a lot of different things you can do to try to get your products up higher in the search rankings. But that's really the magic to me is that it removes so much of that headache and overwhelm and unknown so that when you're in those early stages and you are just trying to figure out what that product is, it really gives you the space to be able to put all of your brain power towards that. I like to tell people to start on Etsy until you nail your product and your processes. And then you can start looking to other streams of revenue, like adding your own website or starting to wholesale or things like that. But it just removes so much of that overwhelm. Yes, I like that. And what would you say are your top tips for growing your store on Etsy? My top tips are, first of all, approaching your search engine optimization strategically. So many of us, if you're brand new to Etsy, you don't even know a thing about Etsy. One of the one of the keys to success is optimizing the title of your product for with searchable keywords and you also get 13 tags. So when you're listing your product, there's a little spot where you can type in up to 13 tags. And a lot of people when they jump on their their Etsy shop, they start listing product, they just kind of pull words out of their head that they think people are searching are using to search for their product. But a lot of times they're not actually using those words. For example, when I first listed my baby gyms, we also sell the toys that go on the baby gym. And so I optimized or I put in the keywords in my title and my tags, hanging toys, hanging toys, this hanging toys, black, hanging toys, gray, thinking, oh, people will totally find me that way. Come to find out almost pretty much no one uses the word hanging toys. They just search baby gym toys. So the words that you and I are familiar with when we know our products really well, may or may not be the actual words that people are really using. So my top, one of my top tips is to spend time doing actual keyword research to find out what those words are, and then sort of creating a list of as many of those words as possible and using as many of those words as possible so that you can cast a wider net instead of only choosing three or four. And so many people don't do that and they get really frustrated with Etsy and wonder why no one ever buys their product. And it could just simply be that alone. Mm, Great tip to fully utilize the tags function. Anything else? A couple of other tips. Let me think. One of my go-to favorite tips, as soon as I tell people, optimize your search engine optimization with your titles and your tags is have really, really good product photos. A lot of us will just snap one on our iPhone, or maybe we'll borrow a friend's camera and take a couple of photos. But Etsy has actually said they've done research on this, that Quality product photos are one of the most convincing factors influencing customers' purchase decisions. So to me, that is investing in good product photography is probably one of the single best investments you could make in your business, especially especially if you're selling on Etsy or any e-commerce platform, because it's the only touch point that people have with your product. You know, if they walk into a store, they can see it, they can touch it, they can turn it around backwards and forwards. But if it's on a listing, the, the only way they have to actually interact with your product is the photos. So I really love to encourage all sellers, all product vendors to make sure that you really invest in good product photography. And how many photos per item would you suggest having? On Etsy, you get 10. They give you 10 spaces for those photos. I, I always suggest using 10 all all 10, as many as you can. That's actually what's suggested in the Etsy seller handbook. Some people, when they're just starting out, 
don't have all 10 and that's okay. Just get something up there. But I think it would be a great goal to eventually fill up all 10 of those spaces. What is one thing you wish you had known when you began selling on Etsy? That's a really good question. I think maybe one thing that I wish that I would have done or thought was I wish that I would have believed in myself. I think I just kind of, you know, I thought I have no qualifications that would make me more worthy of having a successful business than anyone else. I don't know what I'm doing. I don't know all the tips and tricks and tactics of business, but I figured it out. And I truly believe that anyone can figure it out. And I think it's, I wish, my one regret is that I wish I would have believed in myself a little bit more and believed that I could actually make something out of this. And instead, I think I was just a little bit fearful that what if this, what if this business fails? Well, that's so, that's such a subjective term. And even if maybe say that I listed wooded baby gyms and they didn't sell very well, maybe I could list a different product in the future and just pivot a little bit. I like to say there's no such thing as failure. You just pivot. You choose a different product, test out different things, experiment with different things. That's why I love Etsy so much. It's just like a sandbox where you can get your hands dirty, make tweaks and changes and things so easily to really test and figure out what's the most effective. Mm -hmm. So let's paint the big picture for a beginner. Where is your business going now? Right now that it's headed toward a seven-figure business. And like I mentioned before, we're working with manufacturers, we're working with wholesalers. So the business just looks completely different than it did when we started. But all of those little adjustments and changes have just come over time with experimenting and practicing and trying out different things. And so I think part of the reason why we're headed the way we are is because I tried my best not to be too scared of failure or of making mistakes because the mistakes are inevitable. So if you can sort of just embrace, (laughs) embrace the mistakes, I think that will help project you a lot further, a lot faster. What other mistakes do you think you made along the way? I think one of the single biggest mistakes that I made was trying to DIY everything. (laughs) I thought that I was saving myself money by doing all my product photos myself. I thought that I was saving myself money by producing the product by myself for a long, long time, way longer than we should have. I, you know, for the first probably year and a half, I was the manufacturer. I was the product photographer. I was the customer service manager, the shipping manager. You know, I wore literally all the hats. And a lot of that was probably probably 50% because I thought that I was saving myself money by doing that. You know, when you're in a place where finances are tight, it's scary to trust someone with your precious funds to help grow your business. But the other 50% of that was probably just my, my need for control or my refusal to give up some of that control. And once I figured out that there are other people in the world who can do things just as well and probably actually better than I can most of the time, that's really helped me, first of all, improve my business, get some things off of my plate and automate and create some systems to help instead of, you know, just adding more work hours to my day. I'm expanding my team or finding someone to help me with projects and processes and things like that. That has helped grow. That has been a huge part of the reason for our growth. Yeah, I hear you. But when you're in the business, when you're in the beginning stage of business, and when you're by yourself, most people do that, right? They wear all the hats. How do you Mm -hmm. get over that mindset block if you're not making enough 
sales. Yeah, that's tricky because they're, you know, if you're not making sales, it's hard to say I'm going to invest money in this, but I haven't actually made money from this. So I've totally been in that space too. I do think maybe there, maybe you do need to take a couple of months to, you know, I let maybe just hustle it out a little bit and hopefully those sales will grow and increase. And I do think it's important for a business owner to have a hand in each of those processes when you're first starting out. Cause that was so educational for me to know, you know, how to ship a product, what shipping costs, what, you know, all the details and things that go into that. I think it was important for me to play a hand in that. So if you're at a place where you can't quite afford to hire someone yet, my first suggestion would be hang tight and make a plan for when you are going to outsource some things. But maybe alternatively, there are a couple of creative ways that you could find solutions to problems that don't cost you any money. So for example, for me, one of the things that I did when I was first starting out, I have two young kids. I have a three-year-old and a one-year-old. And so when we first started the business, we just had our little our little boy and I would do childcare swaps with a family in our neighborhood. And they would watch our little guy for a couple hours a week. I would watch their kids for a couple hours a week. So it was no cost to me, but it made me available for a couple of extra hours a week that I could really focus on my business. And I think there's a lot of creative swaps that we can make as business owners to make ourselves more available to outsource some things that are headaches or that are tedious or that are taking us outside of our zone of genius. So, you know, sometimes just taking another creative look at it could be a solution. Absolutely. And you can also swap services. There are service providers who are willing to swap, you know, other services and you can help each other grow. I love that. What were the other best resources that helped you along the way to grow? That's a good question. I have taken a handful of Etsy courses. Um, one of them in particular, I feel like it kind of it kind of made me not as hopeful about courses. It just was so expensive and didn't really provide the value that I wanted. So maybe I could even say that was one thing that sort of deterred my growth was a a course that just didn't really help, which is part of the reason why I created my own course that is just packed full of things that I am actually doing to grow my business to this day since I still I still own my product business I still run it I'm still learning and growing every day but I think that there was a course that sort of deterred my growth another thing that maybe contributed to my growth was a networking event that I went to where I was able to meet other business owners like myself who are doing the same things as me you know none of them were actually selling on Etsy but they're all product business owners I think as business owners sometimes we just kind of feel like we're on a little island and a lot of people maybe in our immediate network aren't doing the things that we're doing running a business owning a product business and things like that. So for me, it's been really valuable to almost have my own little community of people like me who are doing what I do and trying to figure it out together. And just having that camaraderie and friendship has really meant a lot to me. Absolutely. I am a total advocate for all kinds of courses. For example, I totally get you. When I started this podcast, I took three courses beforehand. And one of them Mm -hmm. was very technical. So it really scared me. But then because I was determined to do it, you know, once you make that determined and aligned decision, I knew nothing was stopping me. And I took two more courses that set my mindset straight. And I just started my podcast. So definitely seek out for help. I love that. I could not agree more. On those low days, right? As business owners, we all have them. What is a good quote that you go by to keep your head up? Maybe this one. There's a quote. I wish I could remember who it was by. Maybe this would be a quote that kind of inspires me. It says, 
there are people less qualified than you doing the things you want to do simply because they believe in themselves and take action. And for me, that is so true. That has been so true that there really aren't any qualifications that make any one of us better or more suited for being successful business owners. Really what what defines you as a business owner is your ability to, first of all, believe in yourself and trust that you have a brain that has the ability to make good decisions and then do it. And sometimes it's scary and sometimes it's hard and sometimes there's so much unknown, but that really is the determining factor is the people who are able to just put their heads down and be consistent through the ups and downs versus the people who get knocked down by every little wave that comes their way. So that has been a a quote that's really helped me. Yes, absolutely. I love that quote as well. So where can our listeners connect with you? They can connect with me on Instagram. That's my favorite place to hang out. My handle is Kaylin, K-A-E-L-Y-N-N dot priest, P-R-I-E-S-T. And I just love, love, love sharing. I love talking about business, first of all. It's, it's my job and my hobby. But I love sharing tips and things that I've learned through my experiences running my business day to day. I especially love talking with women who are mothers who have young kids at home and who are trying to figure out if this business thing can work for them. It really can. I truly believe that is a message that I want to like share from the rooftops is that you can be a good mom and you can be a good business owner at the same time and you can be a rock star at both. So come hang out with me on Instagram. I'm always in my stories sharing things that I'm learning, always trying to sort of look backwards and share the tips that would have been a game changer for me when I was first starting out. Absolutely. And if you're looking to grow your Etsy shop by chance, check out Kaylin's course. Yes, we would love to have you in the course. It's called the Etsy seller goldmine. And it is seriously a goldmine of all the things that I've learned through Etsy, trial and error, like I said, taking some good courses and bad courses and just throwing spaghetti at the wall myself and all the things that I've learned and that I would love to help business owners get their product businesses started on Etsy. Yay. Thank you for being with us. You are so welcome. Thanks for having me. To all the beautiful souls listening, thank you for joining me on this episode of The Lucy Liu Show. When I'm not podcasting, I am coaching high-achieving women in life transitions, getting unstuck, kissing overwhelmed goodbye, and living a more joyful and fulfilled life through strategic goal-setting and mindset transformation. It would mean the world to me if you subscribe, rate, or share this with a friend. And don't forget to join me for the next episode. Remember, there is always a way and more blessings are coming your way. For free resources and show notes, head over to lucylucoaching.com. 